My name's Jerry Jackson, and I'm a grateful, compulsible reader. And uh, <clears throat> it's really important for me to start this off and say that I'm grateful to, uh, I'm not so necessarily grateful that I'm a compulsive reader, but I'm grateful for the solution, which is OA in the 12 steps. Okay. Um, my history is, is that I was in the Navy, and that was what, that was God's way of using that higher power to get me here. Um, it's really important for me to say that in 1981, the Navy sent me to treatment for alcoholism, and I stayed sober for five and a half years. And then they sent me to treatment again for chronic obesity because I had been on the Navy's weight control program for 12 years. And the way I lost weight when I was in the Navy was the first time I just fasted and lost 40 pounds. Then the next time, the way I lost it is I fasted for three weeks, ate for three days, fasted for another three weeks, had like a pound and a half left to lose. So I asked other guys what they did, and one guy said, I'll just take a bottle of milk and magnesia. That ought to be good for a pound and a half. So I did. And God has a sense of humor, though, so it was only good for three-quarters of a pound. So I asked another guy what to do, and he said, I'll just go out and run as far as you can. So I went out, and I ran about 15 miles, crawled over to a telephone booth that they had in those days, and called my wife and asked her to come and pick me up. <laughs> then the next day, poof, I'd made the magical weight. But even before that ink was dry on that piece of paper, a friend of me, mine had given me a five-pound box of chocolates, which I proceeded to reward myself with, right? Because I had no concept that what I put in my mouth would show up on my body. And when I went to treatment, I was roughly 256 pounds, okay? Um, and I would say, my life is perfect. I just have a small weight problem. Um, <laughs> but the reality is, is I didn't know how to live life without compulsively overeating. Um, <clears throat> so... The way it worked for me was is I didn't need you guys because I was just going to come here, lose my weight, and then I'm out of here. Because I'm not as sick as the people in the rooms. So what happened was I fasted for 90 days, and then, I mean, I abstained for 90 days, and then my life started working, and I wasn't used to that. So I ate again. So I started abstaining again and got 90 days, and my life started working, and I wasn't used to that, so I ate again. Then the third time I did 90 days, I said, what do they say to do in this program? They say, go to meetings. I, said, I do that? Get a sponsor. 
I'm still thinking about that. (laughs) Read the big book. So at this meeting, I walked up to this guy and I said to him, would you be my sponsor? And he said, I have requirements. So I said, what are those? And he said, you need to go to three meetings a week. I said, I do that. That's not a problem. He said, you need to call your food in every day. So I'm still thinking about that. And then he said, you need to do service at one of the meetings, only if that's putting away the chairs. So I said, well, I can do that part. And then I said to him about calling my food in. I said, well, you know, I have to get up early in the morning to go to work. And he said, it's okay. Call me at 5.30. And I thought to myself, he got to really be sick to be listening to my food at 5.30 in the morning. (laughs) But it worked. And the thing for me to share with you is that even though when I first started coming to OA, those five and a half years that I was sober, I was very suicidal, okay, because I just didn't know how to live life. And I spent a lot of time contemplating suicide, but to show you how insane I was, I said to myself, it needs to look like an accident because suicide's not a macho thing. So you see, I earned my seat here, okay, because I was really insane. And then, you know, I started working the steps in OA, and, you know, we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Well, <clears throat> my life was really unmanageable because the Navy was managing it for me, okay? And I'm grateful for that today, okay? But at the time, I thought, who are they to tell me the way I should eat and what I should look like? But today, I'm really grateful that God used them to get me here. Because I wouldn't have come on my own, I'd have rather died, okay, than to admit that I was a compulsive overeater. Um, <clears throat> so, we started working the steps, and uh, step two, restored to sanity in all areas of our life. Well, the question on step two was, name three incidences where you were insane around food. And so my response was, only three? <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, turning your life and your will over to the care of God. Well, it was really important for me to remember that I was really angry with God. Good Catholic lad that I was, I knew God was going to get me, okay? Because I was bad and didn't follow all those commandments. And so my sponsor said to me, don't worry, Jerry, I'll give you a God you can do business with. And I said, okay, what God is that? Good order and discipline. I said, wow, I can do that. I could do that. So I followed those directions and I turned my life over to good order and discipline each day. And then my sponsor said to me, when you finish your fourth step, then you don't have to call your food in anymore. So I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two years later, <laughs> when I finished it, um, and then I gave it to my sponsor in Balboa Park in San Diego. 
in July. He stood up, I stood up, he gave me a big hug. And my first thought was, not the most macho thing I could be doing today. But my second thought was, is I told him all my garbage, all those things I was ashamed of, and he loved me anyway. I'm really grateful for my sponsor because he used to have me do things like this. Um, Jerry is a loving child of God because I didn't think I was a loving child, okay? When I came to OA, it was about... <clears throat> Nobody loves me. I was married and had two children. I didn't love me. The people in my life loved me, but I didn't love me. I didn't know how. And my sponsor really helped me. And in the old days, I always like to say, OA had a sense of humor because this was their first piece of literature. Well, one of their first pieces of literature. And because we had a sense of humor, we called it the chocolate book. Anyway, <laughs> um, they, they have since revised it, and it is now maroon, and that's okay. But <clears throat> what happened was is I ended up doing service, and I, I was on the H&I committee. And the chair of the committee said, do you have a brown book? I said, yes. And she said, have you read it? I said, no, do I have to? <laughs> but I'm grateful that I read it because in Appendix A, it says, the remarkable thing about OA success is that the program gets people to function far better than they ever have in their lives. With any other disease, you're lucky to get back to where you were. If you have a heart attack, for example, you're fortunate to get your heart to function as well as it did before the attack. With compulsive overeaters, not only do you get back to a normal weight, but more importantly, your life has changed, and in a sense, you're ahead of where you were before you became a compulsive overeater. You now have the tools of feeling, touching, caring, loving, sharing, being honest with your family, and looking at life in an understanding way, not fighting it, but going along with it. Once you've treated the illness, you have the potential of being a more together person than you were. <clears throat> anyway, that was uh, written by Dr. Rader, who had Rader Institutes that was about treating cr chronic obesity and other diseases associated with compulsive overeating. Um, but once again, the, the appendix says, Otherwise, they're stories, okay? But the appendix is a disease of the mind, a disease of the body, and a disease of the spirit. And that's what I have to remember is that that's what I have to work on each day, okay? Um, <clears throat> mind, body, and spirit. Um, I'm really grateful for my sponsor because um, <clears throat> once I started abstaining, I had about two years. I used to go to a men's meeting. And he said to me, does the men's meeting have an intergroup rep? And I said, no. And he said, now they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then once I got to intergroup, um, they needed some R2 reps. And I told my sponsor, well, I'll think about it. And he said, 
I know you will because I know you're going to do it. <laughs> but <clears throat> the nice thing about going to region was it helped me to see that it's possible to abstain continuously because I met a young guy there and he had like eight years of abstinence. And at the time, that was just mind-boggling to me. Um, so <clears throat> I came back from region. Then they needed a World Service delegate. So I, I didn't actually volunteer, but my sponsor said, it'd be a good idea. Um, so I said, OK, and I went. And I went with my sponsor who was, by the way, chair of the inner group, okay? <laughs> and, you know, like all the time I've known him, I've never seen him get angry or lose his cool or anything. So we lived in San Diego, and the <clears throat> World Service was in L.A. at the time, and we took the train up. On the way back, he lost his cool because the conductor asked him for his ticket the second time. And he said, I already showed it to you. And I thought, oh my God, he's human. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm grateful because he helped me. And in the beginning, I'd call him and I'd say, my life is good and things are working, but I don't know what to do between my meals, with all my feelings. And he would say, all you have to do is feel them, Jerry. You don't have to do anything else about them. Just feel them. <laughs> so then I said, OK, but what do I do with my hands? And he said, just sit on them. And I thought, wow, what a concept. And it got me through. Um, once again, what I learned is that I needed to have a food plan because the one I had didn't, didn't work to give me an average body. <clears throat> the other thing I remember is that, you know, around these rooms you hear a lot of slogans and stuff and one of the things I heard was, you need to plan your food because if you don't plan, then you fail, you plan to fail. So, and that's been very helpful to me. Um, <clears throat> so, my abstinent date is June 16th, 2001. Um, I've had several relapses. Um, my last relapse, I went back up to 244 pounds, okay? And I thank God that I go to that other program too because one of my friends in that room said to me one day, man, Jerry, I don't know what you've been doing, but you sure got fat. And I said, oh, God. <laughs> and that broke that denial that I was still abstinent. I needed that. And so, you know, I started over. And I'm grateful for that. And, you know, the thing was is that today I'm a Presbyterian because... Basically, at that time, I was under doctor's care. I was on cholesterol medicine, and my doctor was getting ready to put me on blood pressure meds. And so I said to him, is there any alternative? And he said, yeah, stop eating meat. 
And I thought to myself, he doesn't know me. That's how I grew up, meat and potatoes, right? Anyhow, so I did. I stopped eating meat. And then, once again, took the weight off. Um, Today, I weigh 187 and a half. Um, (laughs) Only in this program do we count halves. Anyway, (laughs) but I'm grateful for that. I'm really grateful for that because, wow, without this program, I would be huge if I was still alive. And what I always remember about this program is that it kills me first spiritually, so then I don't want to live mentally. But when I start abstaining, then I start loving myself. And I'm really grateful for my sponsor because he taught me that the ninth step. He said, You've been doing that since you started abstaining because you've been making amends to yourself and your body. Wow, wow, what a concept. I'm doing something nice for Jerry? Wow. Anyhow, um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was world service. And I was there when Roseanne addressed the fellowship and she said, Her vision of Overeaters Anonymous didn't include anorexics and bulimics. And that sparked some discussion. And we we had some discussion about that. And that's when World Service came out with, once again, Tradition 3, year one if you say year one, okay? The following year at World Service, she came back and she said, I just need you to know that I understand my vision for OA was really limited. God's vision for OA was greater than mine. And there's room for everybody here. And I thought, wow, what a blessing. Um, The other thing at World Service, I met a guy. He was like 300 pounds. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. And he said, just need you to know, Jerry, I was 625 pounds when I got here. So the key is, is abstain, find a food plan you can live with, you know, and in the beginning, my food plan was three meals a day and two snacks, and my sponsor said, a snack's a fruit, Jerry, it's not a meal. Um, And my snacks became the most important thing in my life. So I had to surrender them. So today I do three meals, and that works very well for me. Um, I stay connected to the program. Um, I love newcomers because they get to read the big book. Um, Just to show you God has a sense of humor, this is my first big book. It was given to me when I was in treatment for alcoholism. Um, The reason it was given to me is the counselor said to me, Jerry, why don't you buy a big book? And I said, I'm not spending $2.35 for a book I'm not going to (laughs) read. So he said, here, Jerry, I'll just give you one. But I'm grateful for that. See, like, God has such a humor and was always willing to help me in spite of how much I acted like a non-grateful child, okay? Um, My sponsor reminded me that it's about service. And 
you know, no, I'm not vain, but I do have reading glasses. <laughs> um, I'm always reminded, my sponsor used to say to me, you need to remember, Jerry, that this is about selfish self-centeredness. That's the root of our problems. And I can't find it now, so I'll just have to talk about it. But when I get out of myself by doing service, that's when I'm doing the greatest love for myself and my fellows. Because I'm not into myself. Um, the thing about OA that I really love is the OA 12 and 12. And I, I have an OA 12 because in the beginning, that's all they could handle was the 12 steps. I mean, that's all they could agree on. Because <laughs> everybody in OA has an opinion, and it's not always based on what's in the big book. Anyhow, um, but the reason I like this, there's two things in here that are really important. And the first one is on page 21 that really helped me to mind my own business when I'm talking about my food plan and other people are talking about theirs. In OA, however, there's no list of foods and measurements or do's and don'ts which defines abstinence. We are individuals with our own individual nutrition needs and we found that what is a healthy choice for some might be lethal for others. People who come to OAs are sometimes confused by the lack of dietary regulations. If OA doesn't give us any rules to follow, they ask, how can we find the guidance we must have to avoid compulsive overeating? The decision we've made in steps three answers this important question. We have found that when we give up self-will regarding food and completely turn our lives and our will over to a higher power, we receive all kinds of guidance. So, and the other thing is, tradition two in here about the group conscience. Um, not that I have very strong opinions. <laughs> um, but my sponsor loved me through those two. Um, anyway, I love tradition two in here because it says... There's no winners or losers in the group conscience because everybody votes the way God influenced them to vote. All Jerry has to do is accept it. No, just kidding. But I love that because that really helped me remove myself and say, if that's what the group needs, then I need to support it because the group has always supported me and loved me unconditionally. And, you know, when I first came around OA, they used to say, We will love you till you can love yourself. And I do. Uh. And, but the reality is, is they did. They loved me. And in turn, I learned to love myself. The other thing is, is I have a very loving relationship with my daughter, with my son, with my wife when she's on her best behavior. Um, and she might say the same thing about me. But, and that's thanks to OA. Because like when my daughter was nine or 10 years old, she, before I got in program, in OA anyway, she came home and she came home from school and she said, well, 
we had dinner at the family table with everybody. And then, of course, I had to have my second dinner in front of the TV, right? And I'm sitting there eating my meal. And my daughter comes in and she says, Dad, Dad, I want to tell you what I learned in school today. And I did. Don't bother me. Can't you see I'm busy? Because nothing was coming between me and my food. Nothing. Then I got in this program, and then my daughter turned 13, and I was at a meeting, and I shared, now that my daughter's becoming a woman, I can't have anything to do with her. Before I got out the door, this lady grabbed me by the arm, and she said, your daughter needs you in her life now. You need to be there for her. Wow, and that gave me permission to be in my daughter's life. What a concept, right? I need permission to be in my daughter's life. And I got it from OA. And, you know, we don't always agree on things. I know I'm right and she knows she's right. And God still loves us, both of us. Um, but the key is, is that we can talk today. And, you know, what a blessing. Um, I'm grateful for this program because it helped me be the best man I can be today. And before I got here, all I could think about was the only value I have in my life is what my life insurance policy was worth. And that time it was 50K. And I thought, that's all I'm worth. And what I learned in OA is I'm priceless. My value and my worth comes from my higher power, or God, not me, not anybody outside of me. Wow, what a concept. So is that my time? Okay, I thank you for letting me share, and just in case nobody told you today, I love you. <laughs>